Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. Welcome back to another episode of the Can Learn English podcast. Today, I am joined by a Brazilian teacher, Douglas. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Dana. It's a pleasure to be here. I like your work. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So you are a teacher from Brazil, but you do have a connection to Canada. Tell us about that. Yeah, that, this, this experience was, I mean, um, it took place in 2012 when I lived in Vancouver. It was a, a dream of mine right, since I was like 16 years old. I'm 35, by the way, just so you do the math. So it took me 11 years right, to, 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 make this dream, to make this dream come true. And I was able to travel to Vancouver to, take, to get a certification there, a business certification at the time. Uh, I was already fluent in English because I had been teaching in Brazil at the time, but not like professionally speaking, but every now and then I would teach like relative, relatives, my, my family members and friends. But I always dreamed about going to Canada, visiting Canada, and it happened. In 2012, I went to Vancouver. I spent four months there. I studied at a college, uh, Canadian college. I had all the culture. You know, I was immersed in the culture, in the way of living of the Canadian citizen. And I just fell in love with it. Cannot explain. I mean, uh, it just came to me. Uh, I fell in love with the place. I fell in love with the, the atmosphere, the weather. Um, it was midwinter, right? I can say it was like wow. beginning of February, uh, end of January to be more precise, 25th of January, I remember. <laughs> So it wasn't that cold, but it wasn't like, it was chilly. It was like, it was okay. Um, so I got, got to see snow for the first time. I, yeah, I did snowboarding like two or three times. And the most interesting thing that happened to me there, I mean, I would say the most unusual thing that was that I was interviewed by this local weather channel. Very cool. I mean, I think, yeah. And so were you on TV? I was on TV. I was famous for like, a minute or two, a minute or two. I don't know. I, I was I was live. I mean, actually, they said it would be on the news like the next day or something like that. But they recorded it. So it wasn't as nerve wracking as it could be. I, I had the time to like prepare myself. And like if everything went wrong or something went wrong, I would have the chance to 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 do it, to do it again. But it wasn't necessary. It was pretty good. Actually, they were, they were asking me about the experience up there in the mountain. Because it was not really a good day. It was actually an evening. So I was snowboarding for the first time in the evening, and it was raining. Yikes. Not very appropriate, right? Not very good conditions. Yeah. For... So my, my, Canadian, my Canadian friend took me there for the first time. He took me there. He was really experienced with that. And uh, we had a, a lot of fun. I fell off a lot. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I managed to do it. It was quite fun. I was exhausted by the end of it. <laughs> Amazing. And and now you are 
back in Brazil and you teach English. Yes, I've been in Brazil over, uh, yeah, uh, spent four months there and um, been here ever since I came back. Um, I, I started my new my company, my new business with, with um, more focus on pronunciation, also accent adjustment. Uh, and also, I gave lots of classes, private students. I worked for schools, business English. Then I got a certificate from Cambridge to to become really like a professional uh, English teacher, a certified English teacher. Uh, so I went deep. <laughs> Amazing. I, yeah, and I still am going deep. So I think I believe that. And I always tell my clients, my students, that we we can never stop learning. We never know enough. We are always learning and constantly in progress, right? Absolutely. And Brazil is a great place to teach English. I, I actually got my start te- teaching English mm. in Brazil. So we're kind of like opposite stories where I'm from Canada, went down to Brazil, started teaching English, loved doing it and Perfect. kept doing it. You don't say it. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I taught, um, I, taught, I taught in Brazil for... Uh, the whole time I was there, kids, adults, um, I worked for school and I also had private uh, students who were doing like exam prep and stuff. But one thing I found difficult about teaching in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, was all the traffic. Oh, that's that's chaotic. Yeah. That is chaotic. Yeah, it, it, it was, I, I spent a lot of time hmm. on the road. Yeah, I mean, it can take you... Um, Anywhere from, um, I'd say, 30 to 45 minutes to drive five kilometers. Absolutely. I think that my definition of traffic was altered by living in Brazil. <laughs> because what people think is traffic yeah. is not traffic unless they've been in one of the world's most populated cities yeah. uh, and been in traffic there. Because that is traffic. <laughs> I agree with that. Totally agree with you. Yeah, if you come to Sao Paulo and you try to drive at rush hour, like from, and the worst thing nowadays is actually that there's no such a thing as rush hour. Every hour is rush hour. I I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, there's no way to be like, okay, I'm going to leave home at nine or 10 because I get less traffic. No, no, you, you're going to get traffic. But there, there is a... But there's a lot of good things about Sao Paulo. You know about that. It's an amazing city. You can get to eat anywhere you want. I mean, all sorts of food, any time of the day, pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sao Paulo is one of my favorite cities in the whole world. I love it. I miss it all the time. It's an amazing, amazing place. And I think it's a place that a lot of people, more people should consider visiting because it is an incredibly amazing, amazing city. So today we're going to do an expression, right? We're going to teach our listeners here uh-huh. a expression about memory, which kind of talking to you about Sao Paulo has brought back a lot of memories for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't help you with the Vancouver piece because I'm from Ontario. So I can't really bring back any Canadian memories, but you're definitely um, bringing back some that's good. Some memories. Good memories. Oh, Absolutely. So we are going to talk about an expression. It is to ring a bell. So usually uh, I like to kind of talk about the words. So let's do, let's talk a little bit about the words in this uh, sentence. So to ring. 
why don't you take this one and 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 we'll talk about what to ring means yeah the ring the ring part actually has nothing to do with uh the actual meaning of the whole sentence but well, that's the thing with the idiomatic expressions right uh, so to ring means to sound to make a noise to actually emit sound right yeah you ring a doorbell you ring so a that doorbell would be... very good you ring a doorbell or, yeah. your, or your phone can ring yes well they used to now it doesn't happen because everybody texts but <laughs> yeah in the in, uh, in the old yes in the past we could say you can ring me or right? ring me later or right call me or yeah. ring me but the british people would say ring me right yeah yeah the british people say give me a ring give me a ring yeah or, or your phone is ringing your phone is ringing yeah we would have that like i think and then nowadays it's like your phone's ringing someone's calling you that's so weird what's happening with you your phone's ringing <laughs> Your phone's ringing. You better answer it. Um, okay. And then a bell, obviously, is um, it's. I would suppose this is hard to, to define, but it's like a musical. I think of a musical instrument. It's a. It's a. Oh, how would you describe the shape of a, a bell? Has a bell shape. It's round at the top and then kind of tapers out, and um, you have church bells. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say that church bells. Uh, it's very, it's a classic. Every specific, uh, I don't know, every hour or every hour or so, they, they ring the bell to announce the beginning of a new hour. Exactly. Where I live, the bell, the church bells ring every 15 minutes. Every 15? Yeah. That must be a little annoying, so, isn't it? It's only a little ring on Sundays at 10 o'clock. They ring for like 15 minutes. Um, so, yeah, so the, the bells ring at that time. But when we are talking about this expression, we're not at all talking about the literal sense of a bell ringing, a bell making noise. No, no. not at all. Not at all. Actually, it, 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 I was thinking about the meaning behind it. And uh, to me, it actually it gives me the idea of the click, you know, when when you hear a noise and you hear like a click or a plane, that it means that something happened. Either you had an idea, or in this case, you recall the information. So when we say something rings a bell, you're letting the person know that that is familiar to you. It it's something you remember. Um, so if you're telling me about, for an example, if you were saying, telling me about a, a restaurant in Sao Paulo and you were describing it and you're like, it's big and it has a red door and they serve Indian food, I might say, huh, that rings a bell, but I don't, I, I, I don't really remember it. So it's like, it's there, but it's not fully it's, there. it's like it's coming. It, it's the information is coming. It's like processing. It's loading. <laughs> we could also say like I could say to you, does that ring a bell? Like, um, does that bring your memory forward? Do you remember based on what I've said? Yeah, it's like it's like asking, does that rem does that help you remember what I'm talking about? Exactly. Exactly. So if I was, I don't know, let's think about something. We could give an example. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know Paulista quite well, I believe. I do. So this is a, the big main street in Sao Paulo. Yes, where everything happens, like businesses, uh, parades and everything else, right? Yeah. 
So are you familiar with the, the mask building? Yep, this is the museum. The museum. So let's pretend you don't remember it. I would say, right. yeah, okay, I don't remember it. Oh, what is that? It's that place right, 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 right in the middle, right at the heart of Sao Paulo that, that, on the avenue. It's a big building. It's there, there's this huge gap. Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. All right. So you remember it now? I guess you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to role play a little bit there because uh, we're good actors. I spent we we spent a lot of time at Avenida Paulista. I can tell. Um, yeah, we we loved it there. Like it, on on Sundays, right? They closed Sundays, down the street. Yeah. Day. What if I told you I've never I've never <laughs> never been to Paulista on Sundays to walk? Oh, you're crazy! You should do can it. You it's so that? much fun. <laughs> no, I don't believe it. I love going there during the week on weekdays. But never have never been there on the weekends. I mean, I've been there, of course, but never like to walk when it's like closed. People are like sunbathing and stuff. Never. It's amazing. You can get all the street food and people play on the street. Yeah, it's I like we we love it. So we used to do that like nearly every weekend. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. So that's 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 it to ring a bell. So I I would. Uh, I use I use this expression. I wouldn't say quite a lot, but I, every now and then I use it. Like, oh yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, that rings a bell. But I'm not quite sure. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We that's it's kind of like like we said, like when you're not quite sure, and that happens a lot. Like I mean, a lot of times someone will bring something up, and you're like, huh. Uh, and sometimes you might say it like, even though it doesn't ring a bell, just to like not be awkward. You might be like, "Oh yeah, that rings a bell." Because <laughs> yeah, you see the person is trying to making lots of efforts and give you clues, and you go like, "Um, no, not yet." Oh, yeah, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> so I think especially if maybe um they're talking about somebody that you should have met, or you, you know that type of thing where oh yo you know Peter. Like Peter, the tall guy with the glasses, but you don't remember Peter sure, at all. Of course, I do. You say, <laughs> yeah, it rings a bell. Because they go like, you gotta know him. You, you've got to be kidding. You don't know him. Of course, I do. Of course, yeah, sure. Yeah, like you've met him four times. Like uh, he's tall. Yeah, yeah. The name rings a bell. You might say the name rings a bell. The name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I think it's very common for for people to use this expression with music as well. I mean. I don't know, maybe people will start singing something. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. So memory um, is a funny one. And we actually have quite a few idioms that uh, have to do with memory. Memory. I just, I'm going to throw, we talked about a couple before we started, but I just, I'm on this website here. <laughs> and I think this is a good one. Okay. To re refresh someone's memory. Wow, oh, that would be uh, my number one. This one I can say I use a lot. When you refresh someone's memory, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, you're helping the other person remember whatever you want them to remember. So yes. I usually go like, let me refresh your memory. I think as a teacher, um, as teachers, we would use this with students a lot. Quite so. a lot. Because they, they tend to forget stuff. They don't put it into practice right away or in the next few days. They just forget about it. And then you have to go ahead and try to retrieve information, help them retrieve information. So that's the thing behind to refresh somebody's memory, I believe. Yeah. So this is 
making someone remember what they forgot. And you can ask someone to refresh your memory as well. You can say, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, Douglas, um, refresh my memory. What did we decide we were going to talk about on the podcast today? Well, refresh my memory. You live in, in, in Vancouver, is that right? Oh, no, it's Toronto. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're not sure of information, it's kind of a way of softening the person you're speaking to so that they don't, you know, if someone were to say to me, oh, you're from Vancouver, right? I'd say no. But if they said, oh, refresh my memory, are you from Vancouver? I already kind of, it's, it's a little nicer because I'm like already expecting that they might not remember. And I would say that uh, Canadians are known for being very polite people, right? And there's also this thing that they say, sorry, they, they apologize for anything. Even if you open the, right, if you pass by them, they say, sorry, it's a joke, of course. But uh, I love the way of being of the Canadian people. And I'm assuming Canadians use this quite a lot. Yeah, I would say so. I think so. Because I think it's, it's just kind of a polite way to approach your, your, the person you're speaking with. Um, to let them know that you're not fully remembering everything. Because, of course, like it can be embarrassing at times when we um, forget can't remember information stuff, right? or, or have a yeah. lack of, yeah, you, you forget something sometimes. And you just, it, it's, it's almost like a way of saying, I'm sorry, I don't remember. Can you please help me? Yes, yes. Because if you were to say, I'm sorry, I don't remember. It's not very natural. But if you said, oh, can you refresh my memory? It's like way, way more natural. Absolutely. I like that one really much. Good thing you got it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just saw it on here and I thought that's a really, really good one. Um, And like, why don't we close out with some of our favorite memory techniques? Because um, you study languages. Yeah. I study languages a little bit. We both teach other languages. So... Uh-huh. We obviously have to have pretty good memories and work on memory techniques. So what's your favorite? Memory techniques. Yeah, um, what's your favorite way to remember stuff? Okay. What I usually do is I tend to watch or listen to the same thing over and over, maybe two or three times. Maybe not right away, not two times in a row, but on different days. So as I was saying, I was telling you earlier Today, uh, this morning, I was going to the bank, and while I was walking to the bank, I was listening to this podcast, which I love, uh, on Spotify. And it was my third or fourth time listening to this specific, to this one interview about changing behavioral changes. So I just love the topic. I use the topic with my students in class, and I actually asked them to listen to podcasts so we debate later. And I have this tendency to listen to the same thing again and sometimes again and again. And why is that? Because I think I can better internalize the content. Uh, and I, it's impressive the fact that the second time you hear something, you're listening to something, you pick things, you pick up small, tiny details and expressions or things you didn't the first time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think. I always suggest when people are listening to this podcast that they listen to each episode more than one time. Because if you didn't know a certain term or an expression, um, and then you learn it after you 
listen, and then you listen again, you're going to get so much more out of the whole experience. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's, it's, it's impressive. I tell my students, okay, did you listen to the podcast I sent you? Or it's like a preparation for a class, upcoming class. And they go, yes, but I had, I struggled a lot. I didn't, I understood like, I don't know, 70% of it, but okay, no worries. Listen to it again. And we'll discuss. And I'm going to plug my favorite um, memory technique, which is mind maps. I love mind maps. I'm a very visual learner. So I like to create mind maps. So I like the concept. But I never really used it. No, never really put it in to put that into practice. Oh, I love it! So I'll, you know, draw my central topic. Mm. From my central topic, I put my subtopics. I have a whole podcast about mind maps because you know, listen to it. I just love them so much. Like I studied biotechnology. Uh, that's like my formal training, oh. as well as teaching as well. But um, so there's a lot to memorize when you are taking courses in biochemistry and stuff. So I would love to draw diagrams and mind maps. That was like something I loved. I love that. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, I don't know which number it is. I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's somewhere in the middle. All right. How many episodes <laughs> are there sense. now? How many episodes are um, I think there, I just published episode 65. Ooh, okay. So. Um, <laughs> Not good. No worries. Where is it? Let me see. Because I think I did it uh, 51, episode 51, Mind Maps and Memory. All right, got it. So, yeah, um, yeah and in this episode, I kind of talk you through building a mind map on a specific subject in English I to learn that. vocabulary. I'm going gonna, gonna to add it to my repertoire. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, I'm going to tell everybody about your Instagram page. It's um, English Giardio yes. for real. Yeah. Uh, number four. Number four. And, and real. Even and even if like so, Douglas does all of his posts are in English, and I'd say a, about ninety percent of your stuff you do all in English. So even if you don't speak Portuguese, you should follow his page um, because you've got some really fun quizzes and things, and you are not using um, the like the native language of a lot of your audience. So you're not using Portuguese, you're using English, right? So. Yeah, I'm using English uh, on my feed, uh, either in my feed or in my videos, but uh, on my stories, sometimes I use Portuguese. So just to explain like certain phrasal verbs or ask quick, uh, answer quick questions here and there, but mostly, yeah, it's the content is mostly in English and it's a little hard for people to find it sometimes. But you can type Teacher Douglas as well. Teacher Douglas, maybe you have better chances. I don't think there are like lots of teacher, maybe there are, I don't know. But <laughs> but it's English Diario, yes, Diario. And number four, instead of the word for, for real. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. I appreciate it. It was fun to do a lesson together. Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, I hope to, to talk to you soon. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks a lot. 
All right, guys, that's it for our episode today. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to get the transcript for this episode, then you can become an Academy member by going to canlearnenglish.com. Please support this free podcast by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.